listening to Love, Sex, Business with the Boss Ladies of Detroit. I'm your host, Ayanna Williams-Jones, owner of Twin Resorts, Pedicure and Shoes to Go Day Spa, and Boss Ladies of Detroit Business Consulting. And I'm Naya Marshall. I own Ivy Kitchen and Cocktails, Diamo Development, and Detroit Decontamination. And we're your hosts for the official Boss Ladies of Detroit podcast. Our guest today is Kenny Akinwale. Originally from Nigeria, Kenny came to the U.S. as a teenager and worked as a dishwasher at a local restaurant to put himself through college at the University of the District of Columbia. Since then, he's climbed the corporate ladder in the food service industry, working for Pizza Hut and Airmark and before opening his own restaurant, Detroit Seafood Market in 2010, which I absolutely love. He is also the CEO of Q Group LLC, a full-service consulting firm specializing in small business development and growth. Welcome, Welcome Kenny. Kenny. Thank you, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. We know you're in the food service industry. We know about seafood market. We know, but many don't know. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm just, uh, I've been around for a minute. Um, I've been in the uh, food service industry now. I think, what, 37 years, please, you say? Wow. Yeah, it's been a minute. And like, like you said, I started as a dishwasher, kind of, I call it from the dishroom to the boardroom, worked my way up to a vice president of operation, uh, opened my own business. And then uh, we're currently into uh, operating small space restaurant, brunch spots, and also, we're into consulting for small businesses. So they can fully understand the process it takes from having an idea to actually making a reality and, and monetize it. Uh, a lot of people think, I can just open the door, money will come. It doesn't work that way, and I'm sure Naya knows that. And you know that as well. Mm -hmm. So that's some of the things we do in terms of consulting. And then we just got into software development to help uh, operations runs better in the uh, facility space. So, awesome. Yeah. I mean, as you know, I own a restaurant as well, and Ken, Ken consulted with me as well. I mean, heck, I think it was maybe as, as much as almost a year before I even opened the doors. Correct. So um, I guess we all know that food, food business, uh, that's on the horizon uh, over the last five years. It's up over 600%. Um, so what so obviously a lot of people want to own restaurants, want to own cafes, they want to own um, their own food truck, et cetera. What advice do you have for those people that want to, you know, start their own food-based business? Well, good, uh, that's a good question. I will per personally advise people to know the space they're getting into, make sure they fully understand the details around it, have passion about it, understand it's not easy, Food service is probably the toughest business you can get into. I agree. Because it's a lot of overhead, very little profit margin. So you have to work your butt off to make decent living out of it. So uh, you have to have passion. And then you have to have, uh, you have to know what you're doing. You have to have processing systems in place. And yet you have to evolve. You have to be willing to adapt and evolve. Pivot. Especially in the age of technology, you have to embrace, embrace technology. Uh, you also have to understand that you surround yourself people that are passionate about what you do. They're not coming in to just collect a paycheck. That would be a nightmare if you have that. So 
and then technology is huge and incorporated into the system. So we know in the next year or two, you will have probably a 25 to 30% reduction in the kitchen staff because we now have technology coming in to take over some of those roles. So that would be my advice to them. Yeah, and when I was just in uh, McDonald's in Vegas, they have the, uh, the kiosk where you just place your order and then they call your number up and you come get your food. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the fast casual model is evolving. That's the, I would say that one is going to be the easiest one to evolve. Absolutely. Uh, because uh, any type of chain restaurant, typically they have, it is a repetitive process. That's one thing you've got to love about chains. Whether those that do it well and those that don't do it, not, don't do it very well, it's a repetitive process. And so uh, I think that's one of the challenges that smaller restaurant or independent restaurants have a problem implementing is that level of a system where it's repetitive to gain that level of consistency. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think understanding that you have to have systems and processes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also look, you constantly follow up on where you are, what's happening, uh, what the trend is in the marketplace. Yeah. You gotta understand all of that. And then you then you basically go on your knees and pray and you oh. show you go in that silent closet, right? Yeah. So obvi obviously you're you're very passionate about the food space because yes. you uh, have continued to open up different restaurants in the food space and right. own multiple locations. So what what keeps you passionate about that? I enjoy one of the things that you, you, in my mind you can't do without food, right? Yeah. So when you, when, when you, when, yeah. Yeah, I actually started out as what you call CIS, Computer Information Systems, when I was started school. But I quickly converted when I realized, man, I'm working as an assistant manager and I'm making more money than my fellow uh, colleagues that are working in the bank. I'm making way more than what they were making. So, uh, but it, it just the fact that you can, it allows you to develop a network. It also allows you to help people out. Uh, to help a lot of people, uh, it gives you that opportunity. Uh, and then it, it allows you to define your space, mm -hmm. if you will. And I think that's, that's critical. Being from Nigeria, so you've been here long enough to see, what would you say is the difference between um, Nigeria, work ethic, and the United States? Because I see a lot of people that come over, a lot of people think, oh my goodness, people come over here and they're able to do so much. But a lot of them don't realize that the work ethic and the drive is That's so a much question. different. Well, coming from Nigeria, one of the things that is instilling you from day one is education. That's really critical. And then you, you do by seeing it. When you see your parents working hard, doing everything they can, uh, you want to, you, you kind of, emulate what you see, if mm -hmm. you will. Uh, and then you, you really have to focus. You're in a foreign land, right? One of the things I tell the young people that I mentor is, if I can come to this country with a briefcase, a little attitude, and a one-piece suit on my back, you know, and, and be where I am today, you have no excuses, I hate to tell you that. Yeah. Because the opportunity is amazing in this country, whatever you want to do. So you can't blame it on the man, that we always say. You have to take accountability for yourself, and you have to do it yourself. Nobody's going to do it for you. And there's no 
you can't cut corners. It doesn't happen. You know, I see kids today, they want to jump to where Naya Skip is. Skip steps. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they don't understand how much she put into the process. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They, when they see you, they're like, I didn't get there. Well, it's called hard work. Right. When I'm in the dish room or cooking uh, fried chicken or flipping burgers or wiping tables or doing security, nobody knows you're invisible. You're invisible, mm -hmm. yeah. Until you're visible. And then, mm -hmm. you, then you have to have the discipline and the drive to say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. You can't do it while you, while you don't have anything saved, anything put away. Yeah. You mm -hmm. got to do that, especially for people in our community. When it comes to funding, mm -hmm. it's really nearly impossible. So you got to find other ways mm -hmm. of doing it, either with family or you putting away the money to make sure you can, you can do that yourself. When we opened Seafood Market, there was no penny, there was no banking, there was no right, foreign right. money. You know what I mean? So that is something that people got to keep in mind. Uh, you, you, you can't let anything hold you back. So the kind of question you ask is not, I can't do it, it's how can I do it? Mm -hmm. And then once you say, how can I do it? Then you have to put a plan in place to get it done. Mm -hmm. No excuses. No excuses. And I hate excuses. My Man. team, um, my branding and PR team got it on a call, got an actual, um, uh, I won't say, um, conversation. Conversation. They had a hard a tongue lashing, is more or less what it was. It's called Talk to Jesus. <laughs> I it was a tongue yes, lashing. I like Jesus moment when I don't do excuses. I don't, I don't like excuses um, at all. All I want is solutions. Yeah. So you come to the table with solutions because excuses gets me nowhere. It makes me no dollars. It makes me nothing Absolutely. except upset. And solution is, is what I'm always looking for. Absolutely. I think it's hard for people who work hard, period, to accept mediocrity. You know, when, when you know that you wake up and you are putting in 110%, it's not easy to get up and do what you have to do every single day with 110% effort. I tell my son all the time that the, the, if you can conquer doing what you have to do when you don't want to do it, mm -hmm. everything else will be easy. Absolutely. And so much to, I think we were talking about this previously, that um, people don't see you when you're putting in that work. Like you said, you're mm -hmm. invisible. They don't see you mm -hmm. when you are, you know, restoring your building or when you are outside sweeping it up so the city's not writing tickets or, you know, when you're writing that business plan that in the middle of the night, you know, or, you know, doing the work that it takes to implement this goal, this idea, this dream that you have. And I think that's one of the flaws with definitely young people today is because they want the end result without going through the work. They want to skip the steps. They want to have everything that you have, even though I know for me, it didn't come overnight. It took, mm -hmm. it took me 20 years, you know, this well, is new for them, me. You that's know? why a lot of them don't keep it. Yeah. Yeah. You well, know? you have to know, you know, and I'm sure now I will tell you this, owning a business one thing, maintaining or holding on to that business <laughs> is a, whole is a totally thing. different thing. So, Yanni and I both know about that. So Absolutely. You, you, you have to be willing to roll up your sleeves when necessary. Mm -hmm. to cook, Get to in plan. the trenches. You, got, you mm -hmm. got to do what you got to do. And then the biggest thing for me is surrounding yourself with people that know more than you. Yeah. That's hard, though, in the yeah. city of Detroit, I think, though, because Detroit is definitely a who's who space. So if no, you're only someone if, if someone else is talking about you. You know, right. it's not. But I, you know, I don't think it's. I don't think it's hard. I think it's humbling. 
And that's not what a lot of us want to do. A lot of us don't want to say, I don't know. You know, because our town is an almost fake it till you make it type of town. Yeah, so it's exactly. like, listen, we already bosses. I don't need no boss to tell me nothing. Yeah. But in actuality, you do. But and I it's found a, that people don't experience. even want to be around you unless you someone has validated you. You know what I mean? But you can still get validated and still put yourself in a humbling experience. Yeah, I agree. You know, I agree with it, that. It's, yeah. it's a must. It's a, you know, it's a come to Jesus moment because guess what? Jesus had to serve before, you know, people could understand what it was that he was serving. And he, he went down and he washed feet first. So, you know, a lot of times I tell people like, I'm the most humbling it, you know, I'm going to tell somebody, oh, I didn't know how to do that. Could you show me? Yeah, for sure. And, and for a sure. lot of people don't know how to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Knowledge is power, like they say, and I think it's important. If you're going to go into any industry, food service, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you have to fully understand the scale and the breadth and the lay of the land. Yeah. Understand your competition. Understand uh, if you can actually monetize uh, your business in that industry or not. That's, I think that's a lot of people just, they open the door. I want to open a boutique for a example. <laughs> they have no idea. A hobby is different from a business. Like, and that's what people, people have to understand. So, and the other piece is understanding the marketing, understanding training. So that leads into our, our next question, Mr. Yeah, Kenny. Yeah. So how, is that how the Q group came about for you? Like For me, I think it's important that when you see young, energetic, smart people, that need a little bit of directions or help. That's what we do. Small businesses that need help and understand they need help mm -hmm. and be willing to learn mm -hmm. and be open to that help. Mm -hmm. If you're not willing to do that, then you don't pay me for that because you'll be wasting your money. Uh, don't ask me for an advice because I'm not there to impress you. I'm there to make you successful. Mm -hmm. So, and if you understand that, and I think that's the first step, understanding the fact that knowledge is critical. The process is critical. And understand whoever you bring on board, you are as good as your weakest link. Mm. Once you understand that, then you start to improve your weakest link. Yeah. Right. We've had that question, that conversation too, because I'm always on my assistants like, listen, our team has to be doing this and we got to be doing this. And they don't understand why I'm so hard on them. But I'm like, if, if we don't have it together at the end of the day, I'm accountable absolutely. for whatever it is that you guys do or don't do. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you spent you spent many years in corporate. Correct. And so, how did you make the transition, and how long did it take you? Oh man, it was From, not, it was corporate actually, America, and you you were successful. You were, <coughs> you were definitely in the in the in the upper echelon of your corporate career, yeah. and that transition from that to becoming your own boss and a full time entrepreneur. How did you? How long did that take, and how did you make that transition? Well, it's, that's a good question. Being a, to me, I call corporate America, and I tell young people this. If you have to work, learn what you do. Yeah. So it's like going to school and getting paid for it, right? Mm -hmm. But you don't go to school just to collect paycheck or, or to collect the grade. You want to have the knowledge. So when you leave, you can utilize that knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing with corporate America. Understanding what it is they're teaching you. It's a process. It's a system. It's a roadmap, right? It's discipline, it's focus, yeah. it's result-oriented. You know, so people got to understand that once you understand that, then you say to yourself, to your question, man, well, I've been doing this for 20-something years as an executive or as a manager or whatever. You know, where am I going to do something for me? 
it's very difficult. Mm -hmm. It's nerve-wracking, right? But if you believe you have the skill set to do it and you already have a plan, plan is very critical. Don't jump out there. I tell young people, start, I opened Q Group LLC, small business helping company, before I left corporate America, before oh, wow. seafood market, right? right? Mm. I opened that and I, you know, I left corporate America in 2010. I opened Q Group in 2013, mm. right? I mean, 2003, right? So it takes literally seven years for me to set up the groundwork, while I was still doing this, I'm, I'm offering people free help, right? I'm not charging, but I'm helping them. Mm -hmm. right. You're building your clientele base. You're building confidence, not only in yourself, but people are understanding what you do. They know you have the skill set. So you're, you're basically creating a proving ground. So by the time you get out, even though it wasn't your primary focus, but it was a focus that you know you're going to leverage eventually. So you move into, okay, I want to open my own business. What would that look like? And then you have a plan and then you execute your plan. All right. So being the first guy on our show, you know you're in the hot seat, Welcome right? To the seat. That's what they call it. <laughs> That's what they call it. So as you know, the name of the podcast is Love Sex Business. Absolutely. And we basically taking care of the business part. Okay. So now it's time time to dive into the love and sex. Okay. And so we have this question bowl. Ooh. <laughs> You get to pick three questions. Yes. And don't be easy on yourself. <laughs> Do I have a choice? So you get to pick one question you want to ask. Okay. And then the other two questions, you could pick which one, Naya, you want Naya to answer, and then which one you want me oh, to I'm answer. Oh, I'm excited. This is fun. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so. but we're releasing all of our control right now. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, thank you. All right. Anyone that knows me, I like to be in control. <laughs> Let me take my glasses off. <laughs> No, so pick all three at the same exactly. time. So that way you get to pick which one you want to answer. So, so two more. Okay, so it's one, two, and three. Yeah, so awesome. Let me lay it out. And then you pick which one you want to answer. So all of our listeners, this was Yana's idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. I'm, I'm going to take the, uh, see, I can take the easy one. No, no, don't be easy on yourself. Okay. <laughs> So it says, what's a random, unique thing you find sexy in people? Okay. <sighs> I love intelligent women, smart people. Uh, it's just a turn on for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, um, if, if, if that's not there, forget it. Um, you're you temporary. <laughs> I'm sorry. I call it temporary assignment. You know, but, there's you know, a you there's it. a word for that. It's called um situation. <laughs> Situational relationship. <laughs> or called conditional relationship. Okay. But I just I just think, you know, intelligent people, they challenge your thoughts, mm -hmm. they, they get you out of your comfort zone. And I enjoy that. I think that's a good thing. So you can hand Naya her question and then hand me my question. Okay, All Naya. Right. Yeah. Okay. It says, do you or your partner share a fetish? What role do fetishes play, fetishes play in your relationship? Please answer the question for the people. The people wants to know. So I'm red right now, everyone. <laughs> on beat. Oh, goodness. I'm going to switch, please. I don't know. No, you can't switch. You cannot switch. 
this is very easy for me because I don't have a fetish. He's going <laughs> in my bedroom, and he's cheating. Everyone, you can't see her, but he's cheating right no, now. You no, know? she's got so, a simple one. We, we have to. I, I don't know. We're gonna let any more men in that seat now. <laughs> well, we're still waiting for the answer to that question. Back, back to the you, answer. Want me to repeat it? I'll be sure, sure. Read it again. It says, "Do you or your partner share a fetish?" What role do fetishes play in your relationship if you do? Fetish. Um, I you think know, like, that's like easy. Okay, so look, I'll make it easy on Naya, and I'll take Naya's question. Yes, because you, you'll get a, you'll <laughs> get a, a you much sure, better You answer. sure you want the next question? Because he cheated and went and put I a knife in it. <laughs> but as me and my partner, so my partner has a shoe fetish. Okay. And I love new shoes, so... <laughs> I, I, I'm scared to kind of explain. What, what exactly is a shoe fetish? Oh, see, Naya's not diving in. <laughs> oh, see, Naya, I was trying to save you. Now you're going to throw me under the bus. So a shoe fetish is, I guess I should probably have this explained it, but um, a shoe fetish is men that like to see women in nice shoes and oh, okay. boots. So I love that because that means I always get a new pair of shoes. So does that oh, mean, so. does that mean just shoes, nothing else on? I mean, what are we talking about here? Well, you know, paint the picture. I mean, you always got to be a stripper for your man. Okay, I'm just making sure I get clarification. It's a, it's a package. It's a package. It's a package it. here. Okay. All right, so now to Naya, okay. you better pick the good one for Naya. Naya. Well, actually, this he is cheated. Easy. He cheated. No, no, this is actually easy. Seriously. Okay. So wow. it said, what's the, the it says, one. it says, what's the best way to communicate difficult feelings with your mate without offending them? Hmm. <laughs> Well, that's easy. Yeah, I mean, for someone that I'm, I'm a very direct person. Mm-hmm. I don't really um, know how. I I'm believe not. in I believe in being respectful, but I just believe in being direct and honest. That that is the best way for me. Uh, communication without being offensive is easy for me. But I just believe the more direct and the more honest you are is is the is the best approach. So Even that- when it's sensitive, because you don't want have a misunderstanding right mm-hmm. i don't want to say something to coddle you and to make you feel comfortable and not communicate how i'm feeling so does that mean being blunt very direct i believe in being pretty so, blunt. not abrasive so okay. there's a difference between being direct and being abrasive okay. I, I i don't subscribe to abrasiveness unless it costs for it so i'll say that but yeah. there is a difference all right so let me let me put it to you ladies then this question there's a tendency. Wait a minute, there's a tendency. I just, I just, I just, being the only man in the, in the, mm. on the table, I just, a man would like to know. I'm sure he will agree with me on this. When it comes to having conversation with your partner, right? Mm-hmm. Is it more important for you to get your point across, or for your partner to understand your feelings and where you're coming from? To be understood. Both. To be understood. Be understood. You can't pick both. Why? Because you know, I can, I can, you can speak, I can hear you, and not understand it. Yeah, that's why I say you can communicate. Oh, you don't understand me. See, that's that's right there. That's that we're talking about right here, and that happens. But, but Look, me, it happens. But me and my guys, so we we have what's called so our communicating. We have what's called a truth moment. So we say truth moment, and then. 
we say what we have to say. Okay. Right. It's like full disclosure. You'd be like, full disclosure. Full disclosure. This is, this is how I'm feeling Truth right moment. now. And this that's just it. being direct and honest, whereby I, I, we're communicating now. Yeah. Because I think in, in this world, not just in relationships, far too often we are cuddling people. Uh, we are not t- communicating effectively because we're so concerned about how someone feels. Well, you know why? It's because they put all their feelings through text messages, which can be misunderstood. You know, if I talk to you, I can kind of understand where you are. I can understand if it's hurting. Um, I can look at your face and tell you if you're serious or not, or if you're playing. Right. And or on a phone call. Yeah. Exactly. You can convey emotions via so, audio. Yeah. And my biggest thing is if I have to type too long, then I'm going to get you on the phone. Because when I read it, depends on, when I read it, the way I perceive it depends on what mood I'm in. If I'm in boss mode and you send me something that says, I told you, and I'm like, well, what the hell are you telling me? Perception is your reality. Exactly. So that's the conversation. So I think that, you know, the difference between now and then and reason so many people have communication issues is because they're texting it. Well, and I, I think also people have not been equipped to just handle the truth. You know, I come from an area where you just, you know, it kind of is you what it is. The truth. You can't it is what the it truth. is. And so now that we have to like, oh, well, you're doing a good job, but you know what I mean? Oh, I hate like the but. That kind of thing. I hate you know the what I mean? Buts. You're doing a great job. You should do better with this, though. You know what I mean? It's like, though, I don't like all that. So, I, when you're doing well, a great job, you're doing a great job. When you're not doing a good job, you're not doing a good job. And I want to just be able to tell you why and move on with my life because I have 20 other things to do. Well, corporate America teaches you to do it that way. It does. So they, it teach, does. they teach you that you have to say you're doing a good job and then you conclude we, we, it. We call it constructive feedback. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So in other words, if, if I want to encourage you on something that you, you, let's say, I expect you to be a D. You are starting at A, right? But you get to B. I will compliment you on, first of all, I praise you for going from A to B, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'll say, well, let's focus on the next step. It won't be but, let's focus on the next step. This is what I think the next step should be. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. That way, I'm not, I'm, I'm what I call preserving your integrity at the same time giving you honest feedback on what you need to do next. Mm. You know what I mean? That's why we call action plan performance improvement plan. Mm-hmm. In other words, you need to do this so you are at the door. I can tell you well, come from, <laughs> from <laughs> corporate because that's the only place that say action plan. <laughs> yeah, you know, they had to change it to 360 to feedback. 360 feedback, exactly. So, that's what it is. Ken, how, how did, let's, let's switch gears a little bit. Yeah. How did you handle being successful and being single in Detroit? I wasn't always single. I just got single a few years ago. Um, it's not easy. Um, but I, I think, to me, knowing your environment is one thing. Understand the environment that you work in and that you're operating, I think, is critical. The second part of it is, being humble, mm-hmm. knowing when you need help and asking for it. Uh, 
What does that have to do with being single and dating and being successful? Oh, I thought you said being successful. <laughs> well, look, I think, if you're not humble, I, I think humility goes a long way in any way. We be trying any, to change the rules. Yes. You want to talk about what I'm saying? And I'm like, uh-huh, yeah. Right, you know, you stay out of the way. You know what I mean? You stay out of the way. You, I mean, but obviously you're successful, you're handsome, you're tall, you're chocolate. Well, thank you for women, the compliment. Women are going to be attracted to you. And um, so so how, how do you handle all of that attention, all of that? How do you not be a part of the Me Too? Well, this is the thing. You're, you have to be accessible to people, right? Sure. That's okay, why so I'm asking how do you handle that's it. One the, I enjoy my own company. Plus, I'm too busy to be out here every night or every other night. And, mm-hmm. You know, I enjoy my, if I want to have a little get together, I do that at my house. You okay. know what I mean? But in terms of, uh, I don't know what, what's it going to like, she doesn't know me personally, but that's okay. But I can, you know, as a guy, it's very easy for us. We, we don't get what you guys get. You get bombarded every day, several times. I I find that hard well, to you believe. Well, you don't feel I find that hard so to believe. For me, you got, guys don't realize that they get bombarded because, you know, they don't realize why the girl keeps coming to the club sitting next right. to you. I mean, especially in day. the hospitality industry. So it's 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 different it's because she likes you. You know, she you know she when, really you're, when you're in the hospitality industry, you know, um, pe- people do you do get a lot of attention. You do yes, you get do. the network expands drastically. Absolutely. And so I'm just wondering how how do you handle that? Because I'm sure you've had women come in there. Uh, maybe they want. To have, they, they may love this cocktail, but they may be there for other reasons as well. well and they I, may be lined up at the bar. I've, I've seen that happen I, before. I, I don't know about all that. Okay. What, this, okay. Is what I, this is what I do. You, you have no knowledge of it? No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, the point I'm trying to make is this. Though, seriously. <laughs> you better hurry up and make no, it. No, no, uh, that seat is boiling over it, there. It's not, it's not, no, I'm, I'm good. It's not, it's not, it's not, it, it, it takes focus and discipline. Sometimes sure, you don't sure. have that focus sure. and discipline because you're human. How do right? you get that focus and discipline? Yeah. Over time. That's what, that's or, what. Or understand what your why is. Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. What's your why? Once you understand what your why is, then it makes it a lot simpler. To me, I'm going to be blunt. She's, she's heard me say this a million times. I just look at it this way. Same stuff, different package. Let's move on. Oh, I like that. Hashtag same stuff, different package. That's Kenny. all it is. So Hashtag let's once, move on. Once I say that to myself, <laughs> I keep it moving. Okay. Yeah. Well, Kenny, we're going to hashtag same stuff, different package and move on. <laughs> and we want to thank you today for being our guest on Love, Sex, Business with My the pleasure. Boss Ladies in Detroit. Thank you very and much for having me. You're welcome. So what do you have, real quick, what do you have coming up that you want the listeners to know about, and how do they get in touch with you if they want to be a part of the Q group? So we, we currently have, uh, you can go to uh, uh, the Q group consulting.com, or you can call us at 313-779-0361. What we'll do, we'll bring you in, we'll have you some questions that you're going to answer, then we'll figure out where we go from there. Do you do uh, a free consulting? Uh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And then we also have, you know, we have a restaurant. I might as well shamelessly plug in uh, a restaurant downstairs right here on uh, uh, Nine Mile, West Nine Mile in uh, Providence, across from Providence Hospital. It's called Ventana Restaurant. It's a little brunch restaurant. We call it Little Pony. And uh, come on in, nine to five, uh, Tuesday through Saturday. 
All uh, right. Enjoy. It's, it's he, go for, to, he forgot one thing, though. He is uh, developing a software for facilities oh, management. That's true. It's yep. called Facilities. I'm just going to plug it for you. Thank Absolutely. you. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the software, we develop software for people also to help them achieve results in whatever they want to get into. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Kenny, and you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Thank appreciate you. it.